0: Welcome to The Backwards, in fact, at Twitter and Gmail under that same name, I have just one question for you. How soon is now? So two things in uh, my original uh, awakening experience that really stood, stood out at the time, deep seed questions that were um, planted within my being had to do with sleep and also sex. Um, sleep, I just understood that there was something going on with the consciousness at that time. It wasn't as dormant of a time that I had always thought. And within sexuality, it was just very simply I had become non-reactive. And engaging sexuality at that time, Like I, I didn't realize how reactive and conditioned that process was. So I just got a different view of it. And from there started to ask questions about it. This leads to the topic of sexual transmutation. There's a lot of uh, good information out there um, in terms of trying to understand what this is. Within the Gnostics, there's a lot of information trying to uncover, like, hidden transmutation meaning out of the ancient texts. I mean, there's if you want to dive into the subject, there's... Uh, good resources that uh, you can check out. Uh, We always mention Gene Hart. He's one of the ones that uh, talk about this a lot. But as Luke was talking last week, as he's trying to follow the energy from his root, I just kind of revisited some of the um, old information that I had already gone over. And that's one thing that we talk about um, as we move forward in terms of trying to progress you revisit information and it hits you in a different time and it has a different effect. And one of the people that I was researching back then goes by the name of uh, Yogani, Uh, Y O G Y O N I A, I think, I think that's right. And, um, He has an advanced practice yoga website, advancedpracticeyoga.org, ayp.org. and he also has a lot of books, and when I first went to that website, I I definitely was resonating with it, but it was very overwhelming. There's a lot of information on that website, and I think I kind of just got lost in the weeds there a little bit, but I recently went to his YouTube channel for the first time, and there was a three minute video on his homepage and it's sexual transmutation explained in three minutes. And it just simplified things tremendously for me, trying to understand what sexual transmutation is. And more importantly, like how do you start experimenting with it and put it into your spiritual practice? And he basically says, I'll sum it up even faster than three minutes. He says, engage your sexual energy in the beginning, but don't release your sexual energy in the end. And kind of just puts a period on it there. That's a way more simple thing uh, than what i've been experimenting with recently i think i kind of got in the realm of too much repression um and shutting some of that sexual energy down through the practice of uh, chastity or you could call it sexual fasting or uh what however you want to label it um trying to withhold from sexual encounters with, not just for the fun of it, but with the expectation that it's going to raise your spiritual energy. Um, Yogani was looking at this a little bit differently, and he wants you to engage the sexual energy, but then not release the sexual energy. This gets interesting because he is basically able to meet people where they're at. So like wherever you are spiritually or wherever you are sexually, he he doesn't really want you to make a whole lot of adjustment. He doesn't want you to um he doesn't want you to make big changes. He's talking in in way more subtle terms. So For example, if we're going to like use for baseline, let's say you're having sex every day and you're having as and everything I say, because I am a male and experiencing life as a male, everything is from the male point of view. Let's say you're having an orgasm every day. What Yogani is saying is try to just skip some of those orgasms. So... If you're doing it every day, just try to skip a day and have a a day go in between where you raise the sexual energy, but you don't release the sexual energy. What he uses the metaphor of music, and I'm definitely not a musical expert, but you can kind of understand octaves. So the octaves go up in seven, which is kind of nice because it goes right along with the days of the week. What he's saying is if you can raise more sexual energy than what you release, then at that point, you're spiritually, energetically on the rise. You're you're moving up in octave on the sexual energy scale. So with seven days of the week, let's say that there was... 4 days where you were raising energy and not releasing energy and then 3 days where you were releasing energy and just a normal sexual encounter you could be up for the week by just that little bit and i think he's trying to make the point that over time these little bits as long as you're going in the right direct direction add up and you're you're building energy within the being, as long as you're following those principles.
1: Oh my God, aren't you ever. <laughs> aren't you ever. Um, uh, in the last two days now, if it weren't possible already to continue the revolving door of, of a yellow brick road path, uh, yet again, I feel like another door is opened to explore more. And I don't really understand that aspect, but it's kind of how you explain infinity and it's kind of how you explain eternal. Um, because if someone thought about eternal life three-dimensionally, they would they would do nothing but think that would be boring after many, many years. So the revelation of, of the never ending, uh, you can experience some of it now, but when we talked yesterday, I don't know, subconsciously, um, intuitively I had already kind of been, you know, engaging in sexual energy, but not releasing for like four or five days. So I was kind of on this track. It, it's, it's kind of odd for me to even do that because, but there was a stomach virus in my house over, uh, the last four or five days. Um, so I really wasn't active sexually, but, uh, there were times when there was an arousal, but there was no release. So for four or five days, that was kind of going on. And then you hit me with this conversation and it just clicked. I mean, it clicked hard. So I have a personal story to share, and, you know, obviously it is a personal story, but it's worth telling it just because of the vital information that comes along with it. And just, I guess, before I get into that, like, sharing how important that energy is for building your solar body and what that actually is. So that energy is pretty much the fuel for everything for you. You know, if you want to do astral, if you want to do anything as far as, um, raising your vibration to be a good energy to spread, like all of that takes energy. It, it all takes energy to experience you know, higher dimensions. You just can't close your eyes and all of a sudden you just have magic. It's got to come from somewhere. It's just nobody, people know where the gas station is, but not very many. So it clicked with me and we'd been dancing around it for the last year and there was a bit of confusion slash skepticism like how this all works like how because i mean the rampant thing is you know it's it's high or a higher level to uh, with from sex like you're you're showing faith or you're showing love by withholding so you have that mind thing in the world that Um, you're doing something noble. Oh, I can with, I can withhold from sex. And that's, that's a good thing because it's building up. What clicked with me is in that first week of sexual abstinence, there could be some buildup two weeks. I think as long as I went was like four weeks before we met at the beach two weeks. Yeah. There's some strong buildup three weeks. But like you said, suppression starts to shut the system down. So eventually it just dissipates and it just doesn't. It doesn't produce anymore. It doesn't work. What clicked for me is like making that sexual energy rise every day and knowing that's a part of like the universe within. So. I, it didn't take much for me because I was already focused on the root in my mind's eye, and I had already been dabbling in this for the last four or five days. So, before I tell that story, it's going to take a long time. Did you have anything about the energy before I?
0: No, it's um, yeah, I totally concur. Like, it, um, part of where. Where we're at is as as somebody who's uh, gone through experiences of consciousness and you and you can you can witness your consciousness gain dimensional level, and then you also get to witness your consciousness lose that dimensional level. and it does it creates like a little bit of a desperation where it's like you're trying to claw back to that place that you felt like you were. And you have lots of beautiful people that can explain, you know, that's what it feels like to see yourself without the ego. I mean, the definition of samadhi would be um, an egoless consciousness. And how is that achieved? Like you can tell when it's happening that you're energetically like you're you're on another level. You can you can like feel the gas burning. And so it, it doesn't it doesn't take much time. And like you run out of gas, like you run out of that energy that was producing that, that love and that bliss. And then the question is like, well, how did I do that? And how do I get it back? So it creates this desperation. And there's, and all we are is at this point, like scientists where you're, you're just running experiments on yourself, trying to figure out how to, elevate in these states of consciousness um, so that I mean there's you, you can reach for ideas and you know mistakes will be made and I do think that there is a lot to be said for experimenting with your own sexual repression because of what it does in the subconscious because of if you're at the point where you're doing dream work and you're and you're recording dreams every day, it's a good experiment to run because it'll, it'll demonstrate a lot to you. But in terms of energy production, it, it hits a plateau. It hits a plateau and there's, and it's, it's, it was very disappointing in terms of trying to get back to these higher energetic levels. It, It just doesn't seem like it's, it's, just like you said, it hits a point and then, like the whole system shuts down, and it's as if you're not producing energy anymore. And this yogani system, um, is just—it's a completely—it may, may sound similar, but it's a completely different idea than what we were onto before, and. It's really exciting because I like you were saying with infinity, like it doesn't seem like there's a ceiling to it. Like if you get ahead of it on this game and and now you you know how to bank more energy than you release, like there's no ceiling to it. Like you're just climbing. And I think at some point what can happen is you, you could reach levels Energetic levels where it is more of a celibate state, but that's because you've energized the energy in the machine to such a way that now it's it's generating its own force. So, like the the anti lust or the you know the celibate state or the uh, chastity state, I think it's a, it's achieved through. The energy rising, but what we, what I was doing before is I was just trying to achieve it by pure discipline, and that I don't think it works that way.
1: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. So um, I had super clarity after we talked, and uh, completely spontaneous. Nothing more than you know knowing that I had more knowledge yesterday than I did the day before. Same type of process. Um, a little bit of history on, on my wife, uh, her lower back has been hurting over the past week to two weeks and a couple of days. It's actually had her in tears. It's kind of like in the sciatic nerve growing area. And I've been working on raising the energy from my root, um, and everything we've talked about the last couple of weeks was interesting to see if there was any kind of correlation between the two, um, and I'm I'm not sure if there was. But last night, it didn't matter. It made it a correlation. <laughs> like it, it it was. Um. So basically, I took that knowledge to bed. Um, when I lay down, it's a perfect opportunity for me to meditate because normally I'm not. Not really tired, so my practice is to um, focus on the three, frequency, root, in mind's eye, consciously as I'm falling asleep. So that's kind of my process. Um, Normally, Patty goes to bed a little later than me because um, I'm kind of an early bird, and I like to get that head start on meditation. Last night, she came to bed about the same time, early, early which we normally don't get the opportunity to lay there in silence very often. Last night was different. She came. I'm laying in my normal pose, which I have a special pillow that kind of holds my head up a little bit while I meditate before I sleep. She's on my right side, and she gets into bed, and she's on her left side, so her right arm is you know, kind of draped over. And I, I put my right hand under her arm, just below her armpit, and I'm just holding it. It's like an intimate moment, just like I'm holding her hand, but I'm holding her arm while I'm meditating. So I started to meditate, and I, st- I got in this insane rhythm. So I knew I had a lot of sexual energy. From the last four or five days it got in such a rhythm i never moved my hand i never even thought about my hand this is completely spontaneous and i never even crossed my mind of how this would be affecting my wife it didn't even cross my mind I, I i wasn't even focused on my hand i had this insane rhythm that was going whom 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 i was going from each chakra um chakra up and down in in a circular motion and it was a rhythm. I was like, whoa, like I knew I was like, I'm, I'm in motion here. I'm rising it. It occurred to me after about 20 minutes. What if I open my crown? So how do you open your crown? You just focus all your awareness on your crown. That gets even to a more blissful. And then I think to myself, wow, this whole sex thing works backwards the same way the build up of the energy to the head. I didn't focus on the crown until after about twenty minutes and then after about twenty minutes of build up of energy, bam. Focus on that awareness on the top of the crown. It opens up. You can kind of see it in your mind's eye. You get more light you can see almost like from the motion of the energy going up. I never left my hand from her. I'm just laying there. She thinks that I'm sleeping. She starts, she says, Luke, like she's, she's startled. She's like, Luke, after 20 seconds, after me opening the crown, she said, my spine is vibrating as though the bed has some kind of vibrator mechanism on it. It's so intense. So I she said that, and I just laid back down, kept doing it for a, for a minute. And she said, there was the spiral motion going up her back all the way up to her head. Another thing she says after we get done is I have zero pain in my body. Like it's zero. I feel completely at ease. And she was also saying, it's as though you were plugging. I was plugging my hand into like an electrical socket. It was like an energy source there. She was, after all that got done, we had not done anything physical, no sexual acts or anything. After, you know, it kind of calmed down for a minute, she was just like saying her whole body is tingling. And I kind (laughs) of, I turned to her and I said, that's sexual transmutation. And she goes so subtly, so pure but so innocent it was like oh <laughs> like oh but it was experiential for her so anything that you you've ever tried to explain to anyone even if it's your wife or you know your brother or whoever it is your best friend conceptually you can have a conversation about truth experiencing the energy is a whole different ballgame because faith turns into yeah. like whoa this is tangible yeah this is this is this is real she woke up this morning no pain i woke up this morning and glided down the stairs like literally i i knew my quads and right above my knees were on a whole nother level because there was not that tension like when you're walking downstairs when you first wake up you're like my legs gotta get working there was right. none of that I like glided down the stairs and, um, I think I t- I told her, um, when we were having coffee, I was like, you know, you just had a cosmic orgasm, right? <laughs> wow. Well, that was, that was pretty peaceful. <laughs> um, I did, this is pretty personal, but I want to share it cause I think it's personal. We did get intimate after that we did have intercourse after that. It was on a higher level of intimacy. At the end, I did not climax, but it was pure and beautiful and on a higher level of intimacy. So the whole idea of like, you know, it not being like an intimate moment because there's no climax or whatever you wanna say, like raising that sexual energy can get you to a higher level. And there's, there's some questions that come with it. Like, are you going to have to do this every time? And it's like, you know, having somewhat of a plan. So both of you two can be on the same page is I think beneficial just, just to keep the communication lines open. So my plan was like, yeah, if, if which I know the whole discipline and plan thing, but just to give kind of a guideline, like if you had a plan of, um, uh, you know you're being sexual for six days and seven day uh, on the seventh day having a climax and and that being good and you starting starting right back on monday so i don't really think there's anything wrong with that just for the sake if there's two people involved you just want to kind of over communicate what the intentions are and as long as that communication line is open And man, the the level of intimacy was like crazy. So after the sexual act, now check this out. This is where it all clicked even more. I'm like, oh my God, I just produced more semen. What can you do with semen? You can lay down and put your awareness on it and vaporize it. Magnifying glass on a leaf type thing and work that energy even more. And today I I had an incredible day, ton of energy. A lot of things were coming my way. A lot of uh, bounces. And I mean, things were just not saying every day is going to go beautiful like that. But when you're in harmony and your energy is raised, things are happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's even um, at a later age it, you've I've seen multiple couples go through um, uh, help trying to have kids. Um, uh, what's that called? Going to, there's like a word for that. <laughs> Going to get, when they're having trouble ha- having water? kids. Well, no, where uh, in, oh, in, uh, uh, in vitro fertilization and those type of
1: in vitro fertilization
0: those type of interventions. But I've been close enough to some of the males uh, over time where they're kind of discussing about some of the process. But one of the things that comes out of that scientific community is they coach the males to raise the sexual energy and not release the sexual energy a couple of times before they actually try to have sex for the intent of the impregnation. And they're doing that specifically because they say the sperm count goes way higher. Right. (laughs) Um, But so, I mean, it's not just in the spiritual thing. There's, there's evidence of it, even in the actual scientific field of, uh, um,
1: but they're talking about a three-dimensional physical benefit, like correct, you have a correct, instead of a hundred, right? In the spiritual realm, like what does that do to energy? Their energy times ten is—it seems to not stop.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's—I mean, I think for anybody starting out or trying to uh, begin with this practice I mean yoganiyo I think would be is an excellent resource to just s- somebody to uh get more specific in terms of like what stuff is going on but um I lost my train of thought
1: um so the energy um I think what's important to understand to simplify things is what I got out of it is raise your sexual energy as much as possible or don't stop doing so. If you're, um, if you are raising your sexual energy, just don't release as often experiment with going one day or two days, not abstinence, but also, the understanding like if you climax on day three don't let that catapult you into you know it more of a, a unloading event the next three days just get back right back on track and i think that was right. key for me and i think could be I even told that to Patty. I was like, sometimes it feels like if you haven't had sex in four or five days, and then you do, and then you just go on like a rampage two or three more times. Right. That's the thing not to do.
0: Correct. And that's what.
1: Every single thing. So if you do day one successful, day two successful, and then climax on day three, just go right back into a day four and keep climbing.
0: Right. That was fine. Yeah, very good point. And um, I remembered my point where, um, and this is straight from Yogani, and for sure, I mean, I know you and I can back this up, but this this technique in terms of spiritual elevation of the energy is only achieved in tandem with meditation. Like that part is key because you you have to be able to walk away from the sexual event find yourself a quiet place and you have to be able to still the mind. That's when the absorption process begins. So whether your astral body, your solar body, your dream body or whatever, as soon as you quiet the mind and that energy is in the system, it's now being absorbed into the spiritual body. The Without the meditation one of the things that can happen is the mind will pick that energy up. So it can elevate anger. It can elevate lust. It can elevate anything that, that you're susceptible to can get elevated because you're feeding more energy to it. So it has to be in tandem with meditation.
1: Yes, perfect. Glad you made that point because we are – that's that's the final button up of the, the simplicity of it is – without, uh, without your awareness, knowing what to do with that energy. Cause I, all I'm doing is putting it on there. But if I didn't have my awareness, you're right. Like it's, it's, it can be a dangerous game, but my awareness when it goes in, dude, I'm like sending Massive amounts down my leg, of my body, through my arms. I mean, not just the chakras, but you can tell the solar body is forming. Yeah. Tell you're doing something. Yeah. But if I didn't have the knowledge on that side to understand, okay, I have just created more semen. I I have just raised my game. And I were to just lay down with zero awareness and take a ride on a thought train, I think it could lead to... you know some some bad behaviors or whatever it may lead to i don't but knowing what to do with that energy which is effortless too but i think that's where the discipline comes in where to me it's not really discipline because it's more exciting like wow i have more energy so i'm gonna put my awareness on it other people may be wired differently but for me my awareness is honed in but i understand some people may not grasp the importance of that, um, where I've meditated for a long time. So it kind of comes second nature to me. So if someone wanted to start this pronto, like tomorrow and, and not necessarily knowing how that meditation goes, I'm, I'm not sure if we're suggesting that you start off doing this like tomorrow, if if, uh, maybe, you know, meditation is a good lead into that. And once you feel like you have a good awareness, then, you know,
0: yeah, it, it, I think it's. I mean, there's definitely uh, if if you're prone to anger or something like, um, <laughs> that that could be, I mean, you're it it is going to provide fuel for the anger, but I think, it it doesn't necessarily like have to be an event like so if you raised your sexual energy, don't release your sexual energy, and then go vacuum the house and fantasize about the sexual energy for the next three hours you're just leaking the energy it's leaking through the ego the ego is taking it and it's 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 building its own fantasy land at that point so it's not like there's an event of bad behavior or anything it's just you're leaking the energy like so once you build the energy like it, it takes a meditative session to seal it off and you have to get quiet and now once the ego is not taking the energy and there's nowhere for it to go and you go completely still, that's when the absorption process, I think, uh, begins. And there's a, there's a, a pranayama. There's a, I mean, you could really get into this and maybe speed up this process. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff to experiment with there in terms of the breath and, and um, how fast you can get that energy to dissipate within the body. But but to ignore it and just do it and walk away from it it i mean it's almost guaranteed you're just going to leak it you're just going to leak it through the ego whether that however that manifests for you
1: that was very well said and uh something that could slip by because the ego is so cunning but most people don't think in terms of leaking what you just said if it you said it perfectly If it sends you down a rabbit hole in thought, it manifests into the ego, and and that is leaking as well. People think leaking, you know, as a physical thing, like you just leaked out an ejaculation and it's gone. But leaking is, uh, like, metaphysical, too. Like, it happens in your brain, and it metastasizes, and it takes energy. And that's how entities form how entities form yeah but they can form a body
0: too yes yeah and that's that's and don't mean to like put us on like this advanced pedestal or anything but i mean if it, it's gonna behoove you to have spent time you know during the day with awareness so i mean do you catch yourself um leaking energy i mean did you get in an argument with your boss, but that and it's still bothering you? But that was four hours ago. I mean, then, then, or are you at least able to be aware that it keeps coming up? So yeah, I think it's a good idea to have like a kind of a good judgment about where you are with your own awareness and where you where you are with your own consciousness and where you are in terms of how much you're. Energy is being leaked and thought every day, and I think it takes some self awareness and some real accountability to kind of self estimate where that's at. Um, if you have any doubt, I mean, like a little dabble into this, and you and you're gonna you're gonna find out. I mean, like for me, right before I was prone to anger, so if I did this and I, I and you know little things were setting me off and I was getting to anger, like you're gonna know, like dang, I'm fueling my anger here. So, I, I, it's good, I think, just to kind of explore the ways that this energy, which what we're doing is using it for spiritual absorption, but once that energy is there, it is at risk of being taken by the ego.
1: I think that's important. You brought that up because we, we've learned um, some things about your awakening and that you were basically raising your energy in an unconscious state and didn't even know it. And what that did to, because you were never really like the tyrant anger person, but it was more the anger in the head that that day it had a hold on you. It had raised its game. Yeah. You had raised its energy, but the yeah. desperation was, Oh my God how did my anger raise its game and outsmart me? I've always been able to get out of this before. Right. So it had raised to a level. And that's why, how we find out like it's a deck of cards because your awareness was also raising. So all it took was like a little shift. It was like, Oh, it's gone. But that's a super good point of what we've learned about, just mechanically how that all went down because your anger was getting to the point where it was almost like you had, you had designed the ego, the structure that had the ability to master all these things, but anger grabbed onto something raised up above that and was able to say, no bitch, I got you now. Right. By, by, you know, tapping into something you didn't necessarily have the knowledge of, And ultimately it it turned out good too. That shows you how powerful, like with just a little bit of awareness, how powerful that actually is. Because it it didn't take hardly anything, but hey, just look at it a little differently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's all very well said. Yeah. Doing the post-mortem on that event with this new understanding... Um. Yeah, it's exactly that. The You have your system like completely in balance. So, and that that balance is about control. And I maintain my own pride in myself based on like the amount of control I have over my thoughts and my emotions. But then when you have like a little bit of an energy fluctuation, and I know for sure at the time, like... Um, It was absolutely sexual in nature. Absolutely. Um, And raising the energy, not even being aware that you were raising the energy, and then that energy getting trapped and, and used, creating an entity that's now somehow gain control over my system that I don't feel like is me. And that which is creating like this weird confusion. Like, like, wait, I'm the one who knows how to do this. I'm the one who controls this well. I'm the one who keeps everything the way that I want. How did this get out of balance? Creating that confusion. And I mean, luckily for me at the time the awareness was so strong that when it pointed back in on itself not only did it see the anger but it also saw like a much deeper version of me that was like actually asking the question why am i so angry i mean it saw him as entity as well um which i think is the i mean the more ego that's exposed the better. That's what we're always trying to do is expose as much ego as we possibly can. But that's what's so exciting about the sexual transmutation is it seems like especially over a little bit of time, like we're going to be able to raise that energy. And the whole idea of raising that energy is pointing it in to expose more ego.
1: Yeah, um, and I'm I'm super excited. Um, it's different than before too because I feel like I have the perfect little roadmap before. So a, a lot of laying down was anxiousness or you know being disappointed if I didn't have an have an astral experience. Like last night, oh my god, dude! Like I was laying down and my confidence. Not in a cocky way. My solar body was radiating. Even now when I talk about it, the energy is just flowing up and down. Like it's insane how you can feel the solar body. I laid down and I said like one thing. I said, where am I going to go tonight? And, and, I, and when I woke up and I had no memory, I didn't even care. It was such a monumental thing that happened last night and such a breakthrough that I was like, I know you're going somewhere, you know, and it may be difficult to download or or remember. And I think that's all part of it. Like eventually you get, get that too. And whether that happens a year or six months or tonight, I know that's coming too, but I unequivocally know I'm building that solar body with the sexual energy. It's just experiential at this point. And it's, it's it's pretty cool to uh, have that going to lay down at night. Yeah. And we're probably, Patty's probably going to lay down. And I, I'm going to be like, are you ready for round two?
0: <laughs> yeah, you said. Because that was just a warm up. <laughs> you said earlier today that it felt like having sex backwards.
1: Mm, Yes. I just thought
0: that was a good way to say it.
1: So, I mean, if you had to put it in like the simplest terms of how you would explain it. So that's one thing I like about you and me is like, I, I want to pinpoint specificity. Like if, if I experience it, I want to tell people, exactly and i feel just i don't know if people intentionally try to dance around or um, i just want specificity i know how important it is to me i know how important that is to you like it's very important on the path if someone has an experience and they're a mentor or anywhere that they are able to pinpoint it and you know carry that message on but say cut through the bullshit like how did you do it how did you do it so When the energy you've had a sexual experience or you've raised it and, and there's something there, you know, you didn't release it outward. It's there. So you put your awareness on that directly on it. Like as though you're thinking about your hand and your hand glows warm, do it right on your genital area. Just put your awareness on your genital area. What you'll feel is that immediately expand, like almost all the way through your midsection, like all the way through your butt. You're going to feel this warm energy field as soon as you put your awareness on that. It's going to spread. After that happens, put your awareness a little further up. You're going to feel that energy go there. After you feel that, put it on the solar plexus. I'm feeling the energy as I'm telling you right now <laughs> on your heart. Okay. My awareness is on there. My throat, my mind's eye. I'm not going to the crown of the head because I think that's a buildup just like sex. Um, I, yeah. I intuitively did that last night. I didn't even know what I was doing. I got going in circles root to mind's eye now once you feel that energy then you can kind of get into a rhythm and you're like oh my god this is a rhythm it's going so what is that like in sex you get in a rhythm right there is a climax in sex outwardly like the physical this is backwards like coming up building up intuitively after 20 minutes i was like well why don't i just focus on the crown i focus on the crown it's like (laughs) <laughs> it's like what is yeah. going on
0: yeah it's
1: like backward sex but that is sexual transmutation and then yeah. patty after 20 seconds of the release in the crown she's like calling my name she thinks i'm sleeping and she's like you don't understand what's going on my bet ba- like when you if you could see her eyes when she it was not a call like we're both luke hey luke are you sleeping no it was like God, luke look in my eyes do you understand what's happening to me yeah and then i was clueless because i didn't even i wasn't even focusing on my hand yeah and then it got me thinking to like as you always do i mean you go and you bounce things off of we have the christian background you know it's like there's so many stories about jesus and his energy and it's like man he got that energy from somewhere you just don't wake up and, like, go around with a magic wand. Like, there's a, yeah. a blueprint to how to raise that energy. And, yeah. and that's readily available for people. It's just everyone's so concentrated. I got to spew my stuff everywhere. I got this smash of ego. I spew, spew, spew. spew.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it it definitely makes you want to plug Mary Magdalene back into the whole Jesus story pretty hard. I mean, a lot of people do already, but yeah, it it, it does seem like if he was having uh, just, you know, spontaneous energy healing and stuff going on, it's just like you said, like he's going to get that energy from somewhere. And, you know, he it's just like anything else. I mean, whether it's basketball or golf, like I bet some people are, are gifted in certain areas even spiritual areas so i mean he could have been a transmutation specialist where i mean it definitely i mean obviously he um manifested you know the entire god experience i mean i'll give him um i'll give him that no problem but in terms of like some of the more specific stories and how he was doing stuff energetically. Yeah. it's. Um, I think you have to plug Mary Magdalene back into the Jesus story now.
1: It is definitely transmutation expert. Um, it's the only way to explain it. And which after all this happened, I'm like, man, you know, this is a game changer. Like if people really understood like the advantage with the energy and I'm, I'm not, I was an athlete when I was younger, I played sports, but now I, you know, I have a career, but and that's, that has a weird flow to it. Like I thought I had a special playground before. And then you have days like today. I'm like, man, what in the world? You can keep enhancing that. Yeah. It's not even like me playing tennis or something like there's, those are experiences where I feel like if you were great, you know, the Michael Jordans or whoever you are. And I know some of them have talked about it, like not, you know, I think Michael Jordan talked about, I think it was him possibly not having sex during like the NBA championship. But that's, like, only, like, half of it. Like, if they truly understood, like, if you... Even if you, are like, hours before a game raised your sexual energy with your wife or whatever and then didn't release that and then put your awareness on it and then lace up and go play the game, I, I think that's, like, the zone that you're putting yourself into. Like, you can find the zone, like... It happens so sporadically in sports like it happens in every sport, but some players find it and maybe they stumbled upon it because they they were transmuting. But, you know, they didn't necessarily know the timing of it because but I think there's like a pathway to like putting yourself in
0: the zone. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, because where does all the energy go if you did it correctly? It goes to the awareness.
1: Yeah, you would. be. That, that's I, exactly I like you would be unstoppable. I was watching yeah. Quarterback on Netflix, and if you haven't watched it, it's pretty cool. Even the girls kind of liked it because, you know, football, yeah, um, it is what it is. Comes on every year. People get pretty excited about it, but this actually shows the lives of what they do to replenish themselves. And the quarterback for the Vikings, he most of this is like physical therapy, like you know they have someone like this special massage or chiropractor, and they know how to push on the right muscle or ice baths or you know uh, physical trainers that. Um, but I'm ne- I I won't forget this. He was like he told the lady the masseuse over there. She he was like if you can give me three percent advantage. That's everything, but everyone's great in professional sports. So 3% right. and I'm thinking sexual transmutation, dude, you're like level 10. What are you talking about?
0: Right. I mean, even if you take it to like the, a much more of of the average population, I mean, it's, it was a big story. Um, last week, uh, they ran the suicide numbers. 50,000 suicides in the United States. 80% of them men.
1: How what time period? At, in a year? A year. Really?
0: A, a year. Wow. But when you see this you're like how close especially men could be at taking control of raising their vibration. I mean that that you're on a lower a, a low vibration to where you know it's self-destructive but right. it, it might not be as difficult to just bounce yourself out of that low vibration right. and then once you see that you can you can take accountability for your own vibrational state and you can continue to rise it seems like you could bounce people out of that that bottom rung vibration that seems to be so destructive right now in in our culture
1: yeah, the sexual thing is twisted in so many ways. It's like either people think they're doing good to withstand, or people have just gone full fledged into the whole experience and become like it's just it's just whacked out. So someone,
0: you know, coming up in the world like it, it's well, like, even even us. I, I mean, I I I I know, I, I know even that. me. I mean, when you look at sex, I mean, sex is sex sexual energy is for sex like it takes like a new awareness like a new way of looking at it like why am I letting all of my conditioning tell me what this energy is and then look at it from a different point of view and of course I don't mean to throw us under the bus I just think we're two normal dudes I mean some people do it way worse than us some people maybe have a better idea of it but Sex is one of those things that is deep in conditioning, deep in conditioning where you're, you're always explaining to yourself what that is and what it's for and what it means. But to take a step back from it and quiet the mind, just experience the energy, don't let the mind or don't let the body grab it the way it wants to, just sit there with it. And now you start to open yourself up like, oh my gosh, this isn't what I thought it was. This is something divine. Oh.